Alright, welcome back to episode 15 of Saturdays on the Prairie. It's Bedlam Week. It's here, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get into that this week. But first, we'll start it off with that game that went on in Norman between the Horde Frogs and the Sooners. There's a couple turnovers. It turned into a nail-biter. Was Stewart scared? All the important questions will be addressed. Uh, the Oklahoma State... Uh, D, uh, Oklahoma State team went up to Morgantown to play West Virginia this week. It was Drew Brown's first start in a Cowboy uniform. We'll break down everything we saw from that game, and of course, we'll make fun of Austin Kendall, as we always do. Then, we'll break down Bedlam. We'll have a special guest, my brother, Ryan, and we'll talk about how we think that game's going to happen. Uh, Lincoln Riley's fantastic opportunity to do something historic this week. Uh, the the possibility of breaking the trend of high-scoring Bedlam games and per, our personal favorite Bedlam memories. And then, of course, we'll move on to the rest of the country. We'll talk more about Joe Burrow because who doesn't love Joe Burrow? Then we'll get into Chase Young. The man is a freak. Ohio State was finally tested. It, it got interesting in Columbus this week. Uh, Oregon lost in Tempe, much to all Sooners fans' delight. Texas still sucks. Uh, Ohio State versus Michigan is going to be a lot better than we thought it was going to be five weeks ago. We'll talk about that. We'll bring up the Iron Bowl, how a 2 list Alabama goes into that game and what they should be hoping for. Wisconsin-Minnesota for that Big Ten West title. And then, of course, well, I guess I shouldn't say of course. LSU plays A&M this week, and we want to relive that game last year. Oh, my gosh, was it awesome. And as and we'll add a little bit of a tidbit about good old-fashioned hate, my favorite rivalry game. And then, as always, we'll finish with our weekly picks. Let's do it. All right, let's get into it. Okay, so our first game this week we're going to talk about is the game in Norman. Uh, TCU came to town. It was a nail-biter. Uh, I think the... Big question with this one. We'll get into it in a second with Bedlam about your worries. But were you worried in this game? Like, what was your stress level from your your seat? How are you feeling, Stuart? Well, going into this game, I knew this team could be really good. So, and in the past few few weeks of OU playing, even the bad teams we play, we played awful. For yes. At least a half. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I was worried. Of course. And then it's just like, it's at the end. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, did we get the first down? Do we get the first down? Do we get the first down? We got that the first the down. That was the worst spot I have. And, okay, mind you, I can't see. So did I, you I, see the replay? No, I haven't seen the replay. I figured it took the refs five minutes to figure it out. Okay, we're so going to do this live. Good. We're going to do this live, okay? I'm going to show you the spot, all right? I want you to look at this, and I want you to be honest, all right? We're going to keep talking while I try and find the video, but I'm going to show you the spot. We're going to put it up on the TV, and you're going to give us live feedback of if you think that was a first down because i think that was the worst spot i have ever seen because i was sitting there like okay it's been like five minutes we have like i don't remember what the time was on the clock it was like 30 seconds or something like that like we had to we took a knee afterwards the game was over yeah but i was sitting like okay one it was still a game at that point right four points they they were in like they could score they were on like the 40 or whatever but if you take five minutes, I figure you get the call right. So I was like, okay, we definitely deserve to get the first down. Initially, I thought it was really close. Okay. I couldn't tell. And they, they only put it on the big screen once, which is always a bad I sign. I wonder why they only it's put it on the big screen once. Always a bad sign. So, all I didn't right, know. sir. This is going to be your live reaction to this spot, all right? So... That's our fumble. That That's was, the fumble. This is the che- wrong we highlight. We were cheering. So this happy. Is the wrong and highlight. then he went down and we were really sad. Okay. 
There we go. Here we go. We're about to show it. All right, Stuart, give us live feedback. Fourth and one, three minutes and 20 seconds left. It looks like he gets it initially. That's what I remember. All right, that was not a first down. But I could initially, I could give him, I could see it at that six inches short. That's not a first down. Short, uh, not a first down. Then there, there was another but one later. One question, why do you give it to Ramondre? Why don't you give it to Kennedy? Like, Kennedy's your better back. Then there was the one at the end, right? There was another one, wasn't there? No, there wasn't. Okay. Oh, there was one with like seven minutes left or something, I think. That, I remember that. We definitely... This was... Like, they called him short. I remember why did they... I, like, why did you even bring it out when the guy was standing on the... Like, the... the I don't remember what number it was. But it's it's, a, it's like a 10. So, you see the white line goes across. Like, why do you need to bring out the marker? It was so yeah. dumb. It was, it was really stupid. There's a great play. We're cheering for him. You know, and then we're like, what happened? Because we didn't yeah. realize he fumbled. And then they came How did you the feel ball. about that pick six? Did it like, like, we're going to... I gonna, was like, okay. The next thing we definitely need to talk about is the turnovers. He has, he's averaging two turnovers, turnovers a game in November. He's killing our offense. He's killing our offense. We had, like, this is like, what, three, four uh, red zone uh, turnovers just on him recently? These last, like, three or four yeah. games? That's pathetic. It's pretty bad. He, he is not, uh, you know, he's... He's going to be a great high school coach. He's going to be a great um, high school coach. That's so mean. He's a good player. He's going to find spot in the NFL. Okay, that Where? was an interception by Buki. Here is the play that I really want your feedback on. So, Jalen Hurts, third and one, a minute 33 left. Does he get this first down? There is no way he got that first down. They mark it. Dude, literally, just please look at this, okay? The Ramondre one, they marked him short. We looked at that one. That was probably the right yeah, call. Yeah, But right. this... Like, give me a break. There is a reason Gary Patterson is so torqued right here. Like, obviously a coach is going to be showing emotion when he he's his team is like there's a, a, a toss-up call. But look, just... They, give, me a, give me a replay. Give me an instant replay The, here. the replay on. is going to pop up here in a second. Um, I, this, this is just, absurd. I was just so sad at this point. Like, oh, God. It's we just, just lost the game. Like, here it is. Okay, please watch. Here's going to be your slow-mo replay. He's going to go... Clearly short. Yeah, he never he never crossed the line there. Yeah, thank you for admitting never that. That would have given TCU. You would have had to punt, or maybe you go for it and fourth down and get it in the game. Oh, we're not going for that. Are you kidding? We're too close to our end zone. You're on their forty. Too close to okay, our end zone. Whatever. Regardless, um, I think one of the bright spots though, that boogie pick was a nice play. It was a nice play. It was a good play. A very nice play. You got to give him some respect for he that. He saved Jalen. He saved him. He did. It's not often you can say Buki made a play, but Buki made a play this week. You be okay. I think Buki, yeah, he's not the most valuable player as like. Okay, I'm he was get supposed tackles. to be the savior of the defense. Five stars, if freshman you watch, starter. You watch him out there. He's the leader on the field. That was Kenneth Murray. You look up. No, no. I, okay, of course, yes, he is. <laughs> Kenneth Murray, I will tell you, <laughs> yeah, is yeah, a leader. Don't, don't say he's no. The, he's the leader on the field. But if you look at Buki out there, he's the one, like, like he's the vocal one. You can tell by the way he's playing. I mean, he's he getting plays with some swagger. You got to give him that. But I like, love watching him play. I do. He sucks, but <laughs> he's fun to watch. He sucks, you know? but he is fun to he watch. He takes his helmet off, and he's, he's got, he's got the, the fro. fro. Afro man. Um, only twenty-eight points this week. Worrisome about the offense, because I think worrisome about the offense. Worrisome, yes. Okay, because I think the OSU defense is just as good as TCU's this year. Oh, I'm not. The OSU defense is good. I, it's it's not that the OSU defense is good. It's that you know. I, think I love the OSU. I think we do like pretty decent if we ran the like, like Ryan was, Ryan was said. 
We run the uh, Wildcat every... I was thinking this at the game. Why don't we just run the Wildcat? We have the perfect setup for it. We got fast receivers. We have we have a running back that's trying to be a quarterback. Uh, and then we have really good running backs that are dedicated to be running backs. So we could run the Wildcat, and we could hit him over the top with some plays, throwing the ball a little bit. Surprise, surprise. Really good. Why don't we do that? Yeah, I mean... What Stuart's mentioning is uh, in the uh, our upcoming Bedlam segment here in just a second, we had a, a special guest, my brother, uh, Ryan, and he, he called OU's offense the Wildcat, and to be honest, it is. Jalen Hurts leads the team in carries, rushing yards. Link, He's a glorified halfback that can throw a pretty good spiral. A spiral? It's pretty good. No. Don't be that hard on him. He's a good quarterback. Not great. Not great. I'd not say great. He's a good great. running back. Good. He's a great running back. Give him that. You're just you are spoiled and you don't even understand. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. When my backups throw a better ball than he does, it annoys me. <laughs> He's not that bad. I remember it was the what the second or third game. I don't remember. We were playing like okay, South yes, Dakota the ball State. comes out of Mordecai's hand way better, and the ball comes out of Rattler's hand humming. I'm just watching them drop the ball in on people. You know how many times I saw wide open guys over the middle of the field. But he can't hit him because there's a defender in between him and the guy. But the guy's got a bunch of steps. You're, he tries to drop it in. It's going way over his head. You're also comparing how they played against South Dakota State in the fourth quarter when the team that they're playing is terrible has already given up to them playing like that legitimate South defenses. That never gave up. That, sh- <laughs> shut up. Shut up. You are so frustrating. I <laughs> was just... You, you don't understand how frustrated I am. Yeah, I'm spoiled. Okay, I get it. I've had two back-to-back Heisman winners at quarterback. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> it's your favorite thing. It's all you talk about. Back-to-back. I have nothing else you... to talk about. What? Oh, they can still make the playoff. We will get into the situation with how they make the playoff. But if I don't care if we get into the playoff. You think we're beating any of those teams? Uh, no. no, but it's still like good to get in the playoff. Yeah, it's nice. Question, is it more beneficial for the Big 12 to miss the playoff and not get embarrassed or make the playoff and get embarrassed? Uh, well, it depends. Because missing getting... the playoff looks bad, but making the playoff and looking like you shouldn't be there, is that worse? It would only be good if we missed the playoff and we totally blew out whoever we played. Because if we look bad against whoever we play, then we're like, oh, yeah, of course you should have made the playoffs. But if we blow somebody out, then it's like, okay, yeah, they should have been in the playoffs. But... All four teams, and right now I know all four. I know Georgia or, L, or Georgia won't make it. Um, like they're done. I think Georgia's got a good chance to beat LSU in that SEC championship. I've told you that, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. I don't think OU beats any four of those teams. Not one. Well, nobody does. <laughs> like, OU does not deserve to be in the playoffs this year. I'm sorry. It may, if we were, but who is the fourth team in your opinion? Alabama. I'm not giving it to Utah. Utah, Utah. If Utah wins the Pac-12, they deserve to be in. They deserve to be in it, but they are not the better team. They're not going to beat Alabama. I don't care. I think Alabama has a great chance. That. How many Utah games have you watched this year? I'm not watching none. Exactly. But so don't I say that. I have faith in Nick Saban. I think he can still win the national championship. Of course he can, but you're discounting. You're purely basing that statement off the fact that Utah is Utah. You look at it and you see that big red U. <laughs> And you're like, they couldn't Sounds beat that unimpressed. big red A. I'm telling you, the big red A always curly wins. A. Curly A always wins. Dude, I bet like, watch seven. some football if you're going to make that take. Just like, like you can't rag on Utah if you're not even watching Utah. They're blowing su- people out. It wouldn't surprise me if Alabama, well, I guess two is out, so I don't think Alabama wins the national championship. No. They couldn't even beat LSU with Dua. 
I was hurt to a. If he was healthy, I don't know. Tua is always hurt. He's had the same surgery on both his ankles. Like he, he's always got something. I don't know, but I, I still, uh, I don't, I don't know. I like Alabama as my number four team. Okay, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Drew Brown, OSU versus West Virginia. Um, this is. It was an interesting game, twenty to thirteen, very low scoring. Uh, Ch- Chuba actually did a lot of receiving in this game, which I liked, but we'll talk about that in a second. But I want to start first with Drew Brown. I think that the most interesting thing was somewhat how the offense changed, but didn't change at the same time. He was he completed. Like seventy percent of his passes, or something like a good, like he was pretty mm. good, through for about two hundred yards, and a touchdown, maybe two. Important, no interceptions. He didn't throw interceptions right, but there was no explosiveness in the run game from the quarterback position. Yeah, and of course you're gonna miss that. I think that. that adds a lot with Spence's ability to do that. He's good for 50, 60 yards a game. I feel like. But you can just lean on Chuba to get you those yards. But no one's gonna stop. It's not gonna be like, oh, we just Chuba focus was on the four point one yards carry this week. Now he was very explosive in the receiving game, and that was I really liked that addition. But I think that I think the offense was less explosive, less much more conservative, less turnover prone. But I I don't think that it was as explosive, and it, that's the question I guess I'm trying to pose: Is the more conservative, less turnovers, uh, worth the less explosiveness? No. From your you just give me your third party opinion. From, from just that question, is the con- Say the question again. Is the the fact that the offense is now more conservative, which will lead to less turnovers, worth the sacrifice of the explosiveness? Yes. Really? Because if you can just pound the rock and do what Army does, well, obviously you're not doing what Army does. Obviously we didn't do it that much. We only scored 20 points but against West Virginia. But if you could just pound the rock and, and, just, and just play smash mouth football and just say, I am bigger and better than you are, and not throw the picks and not get the turnovers and not fumble the ball and do all that stuff. I think that's better because you're not you're not bad with your Brown being conservative. You can still get first downs when you need one. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. But I think that uh, Spence was getting a lot better when it came to the, the rate of the turnovers uh, at this point. And I was a big uh, – I was, I was really starting to trust him a little more and I was liking it. But you know what? We still got Dylan Center, my man. It really sucks you don't, you don't have Tylen because if you had Tylen, I don't think you're really worried because Drew Brown just throws it up to him and he goes and gets it. But Stoner stepped up. No, I agree. But Stoner has really stepped up. He's been impressive. He's averaging since uh, since Tylen's been hurt five catches, a hundred yards, and two TDs a game. What's his chance that Dylan Stoner plays for the Patriots at some point in the rest of his life? Because he is. I would what, literally. He's what they want. He's I cannot, what they need. I cannot express. How happy I would be if next year I hear the New England Patriots have taken Dylan Stoner in the sixth round of the NFL draft. I have this little picture on my phone of him holding up a sign that says High Cortai. Like, it's great. It 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 makes me so happy. Like it's Dylan Stoner and it's it's my name. And I love him. I have a man crush on him and I'm fine with that. And I feel like I haven't vocalized my man crush on him honestly enough in this podcast. But 
I love him. He is amazing. And he is just, he's been so good since Thailand got hurt. And I it's just, I, thank you, Dylan Stoner. You're amazing. You're fantastic. Like, in all your glory. I could see Tom Brady throwing passes Dylan Stoner. You just stop. You're you're ma- you you're giving me this thing that I want so bad, <laughs> and you're telling me that it could happen. And dude, it's probably not gonna happen. But if it did, oh my gosh, it, if he that goes, would be awesome. Oh, if he goes awesome. undrafted. He'll get drafted, I think. He goes undrafted. Just give me give me my give me my scenario real quick. Bill Belichick sees him out there. You know, white guy, receiver, nothing like. Like incredibly special. Good route runner. He's a like, good route runner. That is something Belichick will love. He loves a good route runner. So, what more? Re- you cannot get a more Belichick receiver than Dylan Stoner. Oh, who? for sure. Who you? Who you gonna get? No one. I mean, Julian wait. Edelman. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, totally forgot his name. Plays for the Raiders. Played for Clemson. What is his name? Tanner Renfro. He Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. You're Hunter right. Renfro. Hunter Renfro. He could have played for Bill Belichick. Yeah. I mean, at some point, he probably will. Like, that, there will be at one point work. that Hunter Renfro is at least on the Patriots practice squad. Like, like, come on. Like, get, get rid of the kill, Harry. Give me Hunter Renfro. I mean, yeah. Let's... The kill, Harry, is not your wide receiver. He's not. <laughs> he's going to be a freak, though. Oh, he's no, he's so good. He's really good. He's, he's so really good. good. But he's I don't so think, good. I don't think big, tall, black wide receiver and go, oh, okay, Bill Belichick. No. Give my short white guys. But Randy? Oh, when Randy was in New England? <sighs> wow. Stud. Um, can we take a moment to, as we've done a lot on this podcast, make fun of Austin Kendall? He got benched for uh, Daggy this week. Or I guess last week. And Daggy played his second game. And Daggy is so much better than Kendall. Kendall is so bad. Austin Kendall is terrible. Terrible. You know, but he was in that really close race no, with the Heisman no. winner. Really uh, closest that Lincoln Riley's ever seen. The the so, highlight of Austin Kendall's career is a quarterback battle that happened in the summer. That's true. Let's just realize that for Actually, a moment. Actually, did he lead? I, no, he may not. That might, no, I don't think he led his team to a state title. He might have. That may have been his career, like the the pinnacle of his career, if he won the <laughs> state title. But I maybe think of somebody else. I I just he's so bad. It's kind of funny how bad he is. One of my favorite Austin. We thought Kendall, he was good. One of, my, one of my favorite Austin Kendall moments. I don't remember who we were playing, but I think he said Baker Mayfield could take on anyone in the world. This was his freshman year, and he was the backup. And he's like, he's the he's he's the best player in football. And I and Baker was just like the older brother going like, "You're so dumb. Like, shut up." <laughs> Stuart, that would be you saying that about Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but it's different because I'm not I'm not the backup, <laughs> so it's okay if I say it. I mean, he's my I husband. guess I just think it's comedic how bad Austin Kendall is. He's really bad. I had high hopes for him too because he's a Lincoln <laughs> Riley quarterback. Even he's though he never good. touched the field, he's not good. I was actually very know, very below average. I'm hoping that Tanner Mordecai isn't the same as Austin Kendall. Mordecai will never touch the field as a no you sooner. No, he won't. But, like, go somewhere and, like, be good, please. Be good, please. He, he looks better. When we watched Kendall play, we were always like, eh. But we trusted Lincoln. I was like, why did you run into the, the, the equipment uh, bench over there? What? what you <laughs> that doing? was funny. Why did you have to get injured? You're the backup. No one cares. <laughs> but you still got injured. Uh, in regards to that, 
West Virginia game this week. My only other takeaway, really, other than the, the, the shift but not shift in the offense and Shuba catching the ball a lot more, which I loved. Absolutely loved that. He, had, he was our leading receiver this week. Kind of awesome. Uh, getting him the ball receiving is a, just, I think it's a just a great way to get him the ball in open space and let him use his speed. But the defense, again, now I, I'm, I'm sure it sounds like I'm a broken record and I just won't show about this OSU defense, but I love it. They, like, they, they just play good and hey, they don't give up a lot of points. When your defense is good in the Big 12, that's something to be happy about because that comes once in a lifetime. It does, really does. I mean, like, we've been so good recently when it comes to defense. I mean, I am in love with this defense right now because, I mean, 13 points to West Virginia, 13 points to Kansas, 27 points to TCU and Iowa State. And I obviously before that we gave the 45 and 45 to Baylor and Tech, but 13 points to K-State. Like, I, I this defense, they, they have they – have, won me over these last few weeks, and I'm so grateful for them. I'm really interested to see how many turnovers they get. I think they're going to force a couple. Harville Pill will pick off. Force a couple? I'm thinking like four. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but that's a four. That's a good segue. So uh, let's transition to our uh, Bedlam segment, and let's uh, talk about that big game this week. We've been waiting all year. It's finally here. All right. Okay, so it's Bedlam week. Uh, we have a special guest this week for this segment. It's my brother, Ryan, proud graduate of Oklahoma State University who doesn't care all that much about the football <laughs> team, but sometimes cares. I do occasionally care. There's, As OSU tends to play out their seasons, there becomes a point mid-season where I don't care anymore. I mean, you got to give up at some point, right? It's, otherwise, you're just hurting yourself if you care we too all, much. We all have those moments. Yeah, yeah. So, 2012, I cared the longest and that's every other year's been a little shorter. Yeah, so. I mean that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so Stuart, uh, is there any thought in your mind about losing this game? I think that's the most important question like to address because OU fans they 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 know that they have this like mental edge over the entire institution just in on a football field. It's just the way it is. Oh, let me give you let me tell you what. OU never does well against the backup. So, Drew Brown scares me more than Spencer Sanders does. I'd rather play Spencer than I would Drew because... More film. One, one more film, and then two, I just... Every time as a backup, OU seems to just give up a bunch of points, and if they win, barely pull it off. So, it's not that I'm not worried, because, like, like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm... It's always bedlam, right? It's always... Uh, it's been always close the last two years. Very close. But it's like the backup, that scares it's me. It's Kirby Smart Syndrome. That's what it is. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not too like. It's gonna be a good game. I'm afraid it's gonna be a good game. You're afraid it's gonna be a good game. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't know if I would say that I feel more confident with Drew Brown. The offense was visibly less explosive this week, but um, it's it. It does. He does have. There is less film, and I think that's something to be that you can count as a clear advantage because the, the OU defense has shown to have holes recently, as we all know. Like, just take the ball outside. Which is, now, that's what I was scared for Sanders because, you know, he can just run around us. That's a big add to the explosiveness of the offense. And now they can't just go outside all the time, but I'm still afraid that, you know, they're just going to go outside and still beat us with Drew Brown. I don't know about that, but I think Chuba is going to 
pound the rock this week. He's going to run for 200 yards, I'm pretty sure. We'll see about that. We'll see about I'm that. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah, I'll tell you, the chatter around Stillwater is that hopefully because, you know, a lot of people were uh, in favor of Drew Brown getting the nod over Sanders at the beginning of the season. Now, Oregon State changed a lot of minds quickly, but um, everyone was real jacked about this this transfer. And then they thought, okay, he's the starter now towards the end of the season. This could be good. And then it was kind of humdrum. Um, so here's the rationale on everyone's mind is maybe Gundy was keeping a lid on it intentionally. And we can beat, we can win this one with Chuba and we'll, we'll, you know, open the, the floodgates, so to speak, against OU. I, I'm, that sounds like a big hope, but I don't know. He, he d- looked, uh, less, uh, Explosive, like he throws a better ball than Spence, I would say. But I think the defense knows that they can literally just focus on the pass, and he he is so much less of a threat to run that it doesn't make the throw that makes the throwing lanes harder and more, more yeah, narrow. Without any Wallace to help you out too, so I, for sure. Now, with the beginning of the season, yeah, I think Spencer Sanders was the right decision, but you know when he started throwing picks. Like, like and it started, pick after pick after and pick. really bad. Like, he was playing awful. Do you, Is there any, like, thought of going back to Drew Brown at that point? Or are we just sticking with Sanders the entire time if he didn't get injured? I mean, I guess you do stick with him because your season's already over. But <laughs> is there any regret not going with Drew Brown at the beginning of the season? No. Because I think that it was the right call. And once Spence had played some games, it was like, what is the point of playing Drew Brown? Like... It wouldn't have been a quarterback competition if he was that much more talented than Spencer Sanders. And he he maybe he turns the ball over less, but he doesn't have the added element of running. And Spencer Sanders is going to be here for four years. And so I feel like the experience he gains from this year will be invaluable. And if Tylen and Chuba come back next year, you don't want to be breaking in a brand new Spencer Sanders. You want to have an experienced guy that you think you can lean on a little more. Do you think Chuba come? Chuba is a sophomore, isn't he? Yeah, right. He has sure. to come back then. Well, he, no, he doesn't have to come back. No, he that. can go pro. Hmm. Is he going to go pro? I don't know. There's not any like rumblings about it, as far as I know. It's very mum. He's only played thirteen college football games. No, fourteen after last. He's week. played lights out in every single one, though. Yeah. I don't know if I'm if I'm a family member or someone that's giving advice. I'd be like. Dude, your total numbers of carries, I don't know if I'd risk one more season. I'd go get the money, but he's Gundy's clearly leaning on him for, yeah. for good reason. Yeah. but Is there any incentive to come back, though? Because I don't think you beat an OU team to even win the Big 12. So what's the, what's the point of coming back if you're not going to be a Big 12 champion? I think next year, if Chuba and Thailand come back, OSU is right there with, with OU next year. Simply... Tylen Wallace, it Tylen Wallace and Ceedee Lamb is Ceedee Lamb is CD's, gone. Ceedee's gone. He's not so Tylen Wallace is a clear cut best receiver in the in the in the conference, possibly the country, probably the country. Chuba would be the best returning running back, yes. maybe Etn, but I think the fact that Etn isn't necessarily like 
He just doesn't play in meaningful games. We don't know if he's good <laughs> he's, or not they yet. Don't, Clemson like, doesn't, doesn't play good, meaningful games. Like, this season, we don't know if he's, you he's know, the same playing guy. He's playing fine, but, like, good numbers. But he still doesn't get any carries. And Spencer Sanders would be back. And a lot of the defense returns minus the corners. Trace Ford has been a really good pass rusher as a freshman this year. You return uh, you return Harvell Peel in the backfield and Malcolm Rodriguez. And you you just would have a lot of uh, – and I think uh, – Jarek Bernard is comes back in the defensive backfield too. I think, and the defense has been very good this year. It's been the strength of the team. So I think OSU would be able to compete with. I think they would be probably pick number two in the conference, maybe three, depending on what Baylor returns. How much better do you think Spencer Sanders is going to be though? Like a lot, like a lot, like throwing the ball. Think about well, think about I mean, this. His think about this. greatness, but like no, never consistent. Stuart, think about this. The jump that you make on any level from your freshman to sophomore year is massive, okay? Just look at look at high school basketball. You go to a bunch of high school basketball games because I drag you there, okay? Bryce Thompson was a spot-up shooter in his in his freshman year, okay? His sophomore year, he was a basketball player. He could dunk. He was the point guard. He handled the ball. He got an offer from the University of Kansas, okay? He made that jump from his freshman to sophomore year, okay? That's true. The the jump that people make typically now there are exceptions obviously like fresh like Trevor Lawrence that was like that it's been weird this year, right? But you you look at a lot there's a lot of instances where it's like that kid and typically the biggest jump is from that sophomore to junior year. But the difference between a freshman player and a sophomore player at any level at, when you're a rookie versus you're it's like Lamar Jackson like the 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 throws that he makes this year he couldn't have imagined making last year in the nfl it's just it wasn't even a thought they ran the ball like 70 percent of the time and now he can make elite throws and he is unstoppable that jump is a, is a typical when you go from year one to year two so i would expect a lot more from spencer sanders i don't know what to expect from spencer rattler that's one thing i'm worried about for next year you said Two days ago, you wanted to start this week. Well, I, I, I'm so, I'm so done with Jalen Hurts not being able to hold onto the ball and throwing picks and just, just ruining the offense that was so good the last two years. We had a Heisman streak and now it's gone. The Heisman, wow. Oh, that's all you live for because we're not privilege. beating Bama, we're not beating LSU. The privilege, the privilege in your voice right now I is just on my Heisman, streak. Heisman streak is over. Oh my gosh, do you think OU can contain Chuba? When I said earlier that he was, uh, I was like, he's gonna run for two hundred yards. Do you think there's any way OU contains Chuba? The two hundred yards. Uh, let's go with. Contain is like under like uh, one fifty. Uh, no, because they're gonna run. They're gonna lean heavy on him because you don't want to put everything yeah. on Drew Brown this week. He's not had a lot of snaps, so you don't want to. Also, have him. like averaging seven yards a carry leads the nation in rushing yards. Yeah, so you can he's lean on him. So kind of a stud. They're gonna lean on him. Makes and sense. He's gonna get more carries him. than usual. So yeah, of course he's gonna get over hundred fifty yards. Uh, my favorite. And this is a terrible stat, but this is. It's funny, and it pains me to listen to. Uh, Lincoln Riley can pass Mike Gundy and Bedlam wins this this week for, like, total for their career as head coaches. That's just embarrassing. So, like, Ryan, as an OSU fan, how do you feel about Lincoln Riley being here for, like, four years? And no, I'm, my, my hope, three. of all hopes, is that uh, Jason Garrett gets fired and he can't say no to Jerry Jones. That is That's my a lot hope. Of- 
That is my hope. Think about this. Urban Meyer as your next Dallas Cowboy head coach. Urban oh. Meyer would not go to the NFL. You think Lincoln's going to leave OU, though? More likely. I, th- I think that the NFL is desperate for guys like him that can coach this new era of quarterbacks. Yeah. And he's, he's the best, if not top. I mean, he's top three for sure, but he might be the best at coaching up this brand of quarterback. Think- and that's all that's going to the NFL these days. So I think the NFL is going to be looking at the college coaches saying, who can do this? Who can, who can get me the next Lamar Jackson? Think about what he could do with Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, and Amari Cooper. That's oh, a lot of be... talent, and you give it to Lincoln Riley, he would get the ball in the hands, yeah. and they would be in the end zone a lot. Yeah, it, and then as a Patriots fan, I don't, I'm not worried about Lincoln Riley coaching the Cowboys past the Patriots. But his, like now he is the thorn in my side, right? He's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like Bob Stoops never struck this kind of fear in the rest of the Big 12. No, I, I mean this. This is like a hot streak of scary consistency that Bob Stoops never had. It was I mean, like '06, the last time Bob Stoops was scary. Yeah, so my I I, I think Lincoln Riley is awesome. I'll tell you this as a as an OSU guy, um, I never liked the kind of the cockiness of the Stoops brothers, and so it, it made the it made the whole OU world, players, coaches organization fans just obnoxious it's hard not to like lincoln riley i think he seems like a legit guy he seems really likable um i hate what he does to everybody else but can't hate a guy for being good at his job he doesn't have that like entitlement that it almost felt like the stoops brothers had where it was like i'm gonna go get a head coaching job and then i'll just come back and work for bob we're gonna win the big 12 championship and it's gonna be fine like yeah and and truth be told the the nonsensical uh nickname big game bob was just it just added to the (laughs) good grief Uh, who do you think you are it's almost like you have spent you he was a good coach but he he traded an entire massive career on like one brilliant year in what year two which they weren't might add they were not the best team in the country miami was way better than them and the bcs system screwed miami if we had the playoff that year oh you would not have won the national championship and it would have been the 80s since your last title i'll take my national championship it's all right it's fine. Oh, it no. just, I think you should. That's what everyone should do. But so, I mean, then how do you, if you don't like Bob Stoops, Big Game Bob? How do you feel about Sooner Magic? That's the literally the <laughs> stupidest phrase. I hate when you say it. It grinds my gears. It, I it's disgusting. Okay, McLean wears that stinking hoodie that says Sooner Magic all the time, and I ugh, it's disgusting. Yeah, it's just if it's childish and pathetic. <laughs> it literally is. <laughs> and when, when you guys, there's only one. It's like, dude, like, how many other Oklahomas do you know? There's, there's only, only one. one. There's only one Idaho too, Stewart. There's, there's <laughs> only one Idaho. Well, there's only one Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. Only one that wins. <laughs> no, I'll give you that. I mean, yeah, we stink, but still, it's. <sighs> You're really good at getting like it's almost like place. what OU needs to realize is that they are so good and so blue blood that they don't have to talk. It's when they put these little phrases to things that it's like, <laughs> dude, why didn't you just play like why didn't you just kill everybody in football and then let that be the end of it instead of coming up with this stupid saying or this name for your coach? It's like as an OSU fan, I hate the phrase go pokes. It just sounds like something kids say on the playground. I don't know why we want to make this, you know, the whole this is where we're just going to scream in the stadium all day long. It's like, okay. I don't, I don't like, we just win? I personally despise orange power. 
I don't like oh, the chant it's, across it's, the stadium. It's the worst. It's, it's so cringy. But you, you're over here. So, I love that though. That's exactly. So okay, exactly. I love so that. don't don't pull the double standard. Everyone's oh, got I hate something. That. It's so cringy. Like Ohio State's O H I O. That's what they okay, do. Yeah, and Missouri is M I Z Z O U, and I still hate that too. I love that. I love it's the chance for the worst. stadium. It, but you just said, oh, orange power. That's so, just like it's so unoriginal. Like anyone, anyone who's orange could do orange power. So how is O H I O original and okay? But it's the Ohio State. Oh my gosh! Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Not and no team that's that's red can just go O H I O. Like and no one at the University of Ohio is gonna do that because they suck. Oh my gosh. So I think they've earned the right to go OHIO, and I like uh, it. Okay, let's move on. Um, so one thing I think that's going to change this year is I think this is going to be a much lo- more low-scoring bedlam than we're typically used to. Um, do you guys feel the same way? Yeah, I think in, in part because through a variety of methods, both teams are much more committed to running the ball than they have in recent years. That's very so true. OU runs it with a quarterback. Um, for the life of me, I can't tell if they have real running backs anymore. It's just going to be 27 carries from this guy who is getting every single snap straight to his hands. It is, it is. We're pretending it's not the Wildcat offense, but here we are. And OSU has not had the feature back that they could let, lean on like this. And so, yes, he's getting seven yards of carry, but OSU has, you know, against OU teams. They usually get like 14, 15 yards of play because it's all these big plays. Yeah. So I think it just naturally going to well, be well, longer possessions. Mm-hmm. You said no feature back, but I would say Justice Hill is definitely a feature back. Yeah. He, I mean, he there's, ran the ball there's really been a well. good history of like OSU running backs recently, but like I think when OSU had most recently been running the ball most successfully is when they had a two back system because you look at when Justice was at his kind of peak was the end of that freshman year when him and Chris Carson yeah, were in the backfield together. The yeah. And then you look at his sophomore year, and it was a really good year, but it wasn't quite the level that it was his his freshman year. And then when you get to his junior year and you have him and Chuba together, it was even better at that yeah, point. That's true. But, and, and Justice really was a you run in order to throw. Like he's he was, he was option number one, but it was to open up the throw. Now we have a back where it's we run, and if we can't throw, we're still going to run, and we'll be fine. And so yeah. he's like the next level that Justice never really got to. Yeah. So he's just he, he's just he's the uh, amazing Chuba is the ultimate I think package of size and speed cuz he can run people over. Justice would occasionally truck people but he was just fast. Chuba's faster and he's bigger and stronger, which is a really amazing thing. Yeah, he he kind of slaps away arm tackles left and right. He doesn't yeah. even have to hit you. He's just going to make sure that if you're not going to square up on him, it's not going to do anything. He'll knock that out of the way. I think he has 1,000 yards after contact this year. I think I saw that stat this week. That's nuts. Is that true? I think so. That might be an OSU fan making something up. I think it's true. I'll investigate real quick. I mean, how many other... Well, that's a... Never mind. But I would say that he is... I think he's capable of doing that. Like, what was it? Samaj Piran was one of those guys, and he had a bunch of yards after contact. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't surprise me if Chuba does the same thing. It's against the same Big 12 defenses. Mm, that's not yards after contact. Well, okay. So I'm going to look this up, but I think one thing I wanted to talk about this week is 
personally our favorite Bedlam memories because I feel like it's been a very yes one-sided rivalry, but I feel like there's been lots of actual like moments in the 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 recent history and the last ten years or so when it's gotten a little more competitive that have been really fun to write home about. So Stuart, would you like to start off? I know it's not that first game you went to where Tyreek Hill ran it back. So that one yeah, might be mine. You, I just have a worst memory. I can I can tell you. Exactly like what went down when they kicked the ball off. Tyreek takes it, runs it to my side of my end zone. So he runs right past my face. My first bedlam game ever. I take off my hat. I sit there stunned, and we just we just I, I sit there and don't move for a really long time. Now, <laughs> oh, favorite memories. I have no clue. That's tough. That's really tough because they're always super close, and it always comes down to our defense. Like, like one of the best plays recently is. I don't. I think it was when Mason Rudolph like just overthrew. It was overthrew, <laughs> underthrew. He overthrew Tyron Johnson to win the game. Yeah, in two thousand seventeen. Uh, that was a good game. A memory though. The belldozer. Dude, that has. <laughs> dude, you're lying though. If when he came back against what was that in two thousand thirteen when Blake Bell came in for the injured Trevor Knight and OU mm. came back and OSU was ranked fourth in the country. That that has to be like one of your that come on. Yeah, but he's not? not he's not like like I have a special place in my heart for Baker Mayfield in every game he's in. So I like just, it doesn't mean he that he did. can't have Clint Shelf will always be my quarterback. He played like one season, but it, like it's not means that I just despise Mason Rudolph. Like and nothing that Mason Rudolph did will ever be something to write home about. Like no. There's just something so I have so like this love for Baker Mayfield where every game he played in I remember as just so just so fondly just literally <laughs> just ugh. Ryan do you have anything you'd like to say favorite Bedlam memory uh well the first the first one that Gundy won what was it 44-10 yeah 44-10 like and 11 11 yep I liked that one because it was like it, it was from start to finish no question like you don't have you don't I never had to go through the OSU angst of how are we going to screw this up this time <laughs> and that Cardiac one Cowboys. was just such a thorough beat down it was like it was years of frustration just being poured out on that that act of violence against OU and so i really enjoyed just how bad that one was <laughs> and then the Blake Bell one is the one i hate the most because it was like ugh. I didn't even know if he had thumbs, so who knows if he could throw, and he beats us on a pass? Yes. That one was just so difficult to stomach, because it's like, I don't know, it'd be like a, a drop kick beating you. That, why did you do that? Or a drop punt? Why? You're supposed to run over everybody on your way to the end zone, um, and then you did this thing that took some finesse, and it was like, oh yeah, that's how OSU loses things. Yeah, and, and to top it all off... uh. Talk about least likable OU players. Jalen Saunders, that guy was the worst. <laughs> he is a punk. He was good. He was so, he was so good. I found the stat. Rushing yards after contact. This year, Chuba has 1,152 yards after contact. Golly. That's absurd. That is nuts. That's a good season at this point. They've played 11 <laughs> games. He's Total averaging 100 yards, yards a, good season, a game yeah. after contact. He's number one uh, running back off the board this year? No. What? No. You're going to give it to Taylor? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it, the one game I watched of him that seems like it would be the right call. He's, he seems more um, 
I don't know. He seems like more of a traditional NFL back. Yeah. And Hubbard is like, oh, if this works in the NFL, that'll be awesome. But it does seem like, I don't know, this this feels like the volume of it feels like he's just running against inferior defenders and he's yep. going to he's gonna get trucked uh, or he's going to get slowed down. He's still be a good NFL player. But it, it, I look at it and I don't know if it translates directly to the NFL where I look, the few the few games I've looked at of Taylor's, I'm like, yeah, you seem like an NFL player already. Jonathan Taylor absolutely destroyed that Michigan defense and that's a good Michigan defense. A lot of those guys will play in the NFL and he made them look like a high school football team. That's true. He's, he, he has run over everyone. I don't even know what Truba's draft stock looks like because there's no murmurs. It really, there's nothing said about his like pro potential, which is really weird because he is draft eligible and he's leading the nation in rushing yards. But I mean, Joel Mixon was good after he's good in the NFL. Like he, you got to give him that. He is good in the NFL. So I think at, for Chuba, it would it would convert too. It would translate to the NFL. Chuba is much more explosive than Joe Mixon. Yeah, was. So I'm telling you, like he, yeah. he will be able to do well in the NFL. Yeah, yeah if I, you can do I well think so. with the Bengals, then <laughs> the Bengals come on, are terrible. You can do it. Bomb for Burrow. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, for me, my favorite Bedlam memory. I think this will trigger something in Ryan's head. In the year before we kicked the crap out of him, in 2010, we played him really close and we lost to Landry Jones. Bob Soup dialed up a play action with about a minute left. I do remember that, but. Broderick Brown made the most amazing tip from out of bounds back to a defender in play and to make that interception in that game. And that was nice. I remember just like jumping out of my off the couch like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. Like that play was one of the best like things that I remember from Bedlam yeah. since. Oh, you or OSU fans are used to the the kind of the spectacular or the unexpected plays not really going their way and that was one of those instances like holy cow like, like the gods are shining down upon us like, and uh and yeah. it didn't work but <laughs> yeah it was awesome for a little while it was it was very interesting uh that because i i did, it was just a play that you're like did he just do that like i didn't what but other than that of course tyra kill i remember when tyra kill returned that kick I was I was sitting up here, and it, we were down fourteen. And I was and my mom and dad they they're like we're going downstairs. This game's over. I said no, it's not. I swear we can still come back. We got to a seven, and then there was like a minute left, and they were kicking. And I was like, Dad, Dad, it's not over. And then the, the, the then we didn't return it or whatever. And then the flag came up, and then I and then when they kicked it again, I was just screaming so loud. And they're like, Cordai, what happened? And I was like, Never lose faith. I mean <laughs> that. That was that was the moment where it was like Ryan said, where nothing goes our way, the spectacular never goes our way, and it finally did that year. And that was awesome. And then what? A week later, he's in jail. So. Yeah, that was really <laughs> weird. Yeah, and you were telling me that NFL the Cowboys don't produce good NFL players, and I just like Tyree Kill, Chris Carson, Emmanuel Ogba. Tyree Kill and Chris Carson are Pro Bowlers. Don't give me this. Just no. Russell Okun, good NFL player. Des Bryant, very good NFL. Just stop. Dan you, Bailey. Dan Bailey. I saw that. I was. I didn't. I haven't followed him since he got off the Cowboys. I know he went to the Vikings. Yeah. Is he I still just, with the he's Vikings? He's the Patriots. No, he's was, not. Who was the Bailey I saw on the field then? Dude, I sw- the Patriots kicker is Nick Folk. I swear I saw. He's someone, like forty. I swear I saw him play. Maybe I saw it wrong. I thought he was I wish in- the Patriots had Dan Bailey. Last I knew he was in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, he's in Minnesota there. anymore. Okay, maybe I saw something wrong. But yeah, I mean it 
They don't I produce the that. NFL players at the rate as the Blue Bloods, but they've, no. they've, they've put some but good ones out there. When your dad was like, there are no good OSU NFL players, I was like, this is just... I said Chris Carson, he said no one cares about Chris Carson. Dude was the Ooh. third leading rusher in the NFL last year. The third leading rusher in the NFL. He's run for 1,000 yards the last... He's going to run for three seasons in a row. Tell me that people don't care. Like, it, that's just the They OU don't care because he's West Coast team. It's just, it's just, and Tyreek Hill is just an absolute game breaker. It's just, I just, like you guys, if you, you were, off your team though. if you could, we did the right thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give him a, give him a one year suspension and let him back on the team and play. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, but like we claim him, he claims us. So, you know, that's, that's the way it is. It's just, I mean, he's not like, you know. Gardner City Community College. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah. Like, just the thing that OU fans don't understand is we would take you so much more seriously. Like, there are a lot of OSU fans that are delusional. Like Shoop. Like Tim. Okay? that That's just the way they are. You know, Shoop has a reason that OSU should go 15-0 every year and they should have won the college football playoff and that it is clear-cut that Spencer Sanders is the best quarterback in America. And but if you bring back the, the start of the first quarter of the Bedlam game two years ago, he will tell you that it was Abdul Adams fumbled the ball. He did fumble the ball, though. And he will not give it up. It's stupid. Ever. Like we can't. Like we had plenty of chances to win the game after that. That we should have took if we were the better team. But there are those of us, like myself and my brother, that we can look at things objectively and realize we stink. Like, but we're just we're just gonna cheer on our boys as best we can. If you guys could just like look at things objectively, sometimes I'm not asking you to do it all the time. We all have a little <laughs> bias. We're fans. But if you could just, my Heisman streak is going to end. (laughs) The complaints such as those are what makes us in the big game Bob, like Ryan said. Sooner magic. Sooner magic. (laughs) Like, you can have your little, like, weird phrases. Back to back to back to back to back. It's just just (laughs) like, you're complaining about the wrong things when you're like, my Heisman streak is going to end. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, if it was maybe my college football playoff streak is going to end, at least that's a tame thing. But you're complaining that your quarterback isn't the most efficient thing in NCAA history for the third straight year? Yes, I am. What do you do? Yes, I am. (sighs) My gosh, you disgust me. I have a feeling that the guy on the bench maybe won't win the Heisman, but it's going to be really, really good. I'm just just dying to see a guy throw the ball again. I miss... We watch we watch the plays every time we're there on the big screen where it's Kyler Murray goes across the field, throws the ball across his body, hits a 40-yard touchdown. I miss that. I miss that. <laughs> oh, everyone will miss a generational talent. You just don't get it all the time, okay? Be grateful for what you have. All right. So we're going to pick this game later. But Ryan, before you leave us, would you like to tell us how you think this game is going to go? Uh, I think it will go... Well, I don't know which half OU is going to have their bad half in. Um, that seems to be the, the recent pattern. But yes. OSU, um, I think because of the talent gap, will run out of steam somewhere mid-third quarter, and OU will start to, to kind of pull away. Picking it, I'll go... I'll go 35... 27 
All right. OU. So the line is OU minus 13 and a half. So you got OSU covering. I think that's probably likely. I think this is going to be a rather close game. I, I, uh, I agree with you, though, that we'll probably run out of steam. But we'll get into that later. So thank you for joining us, Ryan. Happy to be here. It was a pleasure. All right. Now that we've talked about the games last week and we've talked about Bedlam, let's talk about the rest of the country. You know, it's very interesting uh, what's going around uh, on the, the great plains and coasts of this fine nation. From sea to shi- shining sea. From sea to shining sea. So we'll take a moment to start in the bayou with uh, Joe Burrow. Um, now, you might be thinking, they played Arkansas. What could Cortai and Stewart possibly have to say about Joe Burrow? And listen. Ar- okay, hold up. Arkansas is the greatest high school team of all time. So, <laughs> that's that a good take. Um, IMG would beat Arkansas, probably. Like, let's be real. <laughs> Arkansas? Just, why? You're so bad. How? You're How sitting you pretty here? in that top four for the toilet bowl, or I guess that bottom four. Um, I would say that's a top four. I would. That's a top four. That's a top four. That's a top four. You're right. It is a top four. Um, Joe Burrow. So, you know me. I'm just minding my business. I'm scrolling through my phone, and I just see this Joe Burrow, uh, this press conference just go through my phone, and I'm just like, wow, Joe Burrow is amazing. Like, I love Joe Burrow. Uh, I talked about how I had a man crush on Dylan Stoner. I have a man crush on Joe Burrow, too. Um, It's pretty bad. So, I was like... You know, I'm going to look up, investigate some Joe Burrow stats for me to talk about because he he makes my heart happy. The way he plays quarterback is awesome. Um, what are your Joe Burrow stats so, of the week? So my, favorite, so my favorite thing about Joe Burrow, he's on pace to break the NCAA completion percentage record. Many people know that. 79% is what he's sitting at right now, That's which is absurd. What's the record right now? And I think it's, it's like 77 or something. Or I don't know. I don't know if it's either of them. They like set the record for efficiency, but I don't know if it was completion percentage. Uh, you're probably right. I'm thinking efficiency. Um, as far as completion percentage goes, which is very important, as we all know. Um, Joe Burrow's worst game for completion percentage this year, 71. Who was that against? Uh, Florida. So, like a good <laughs> team. Like, we're not talking. No, no, it wasn't even against Florida. I think that was against a bad team. It was a bad team? I think that was like... Uh, uh, not a yeah. Let me look real quick. I'll get you. He the took team. a week off and was like, "All right, you know." Yeah, no, I. Well, I for seventy percent. I really think that he was. No, I'm. I'm pretty positive that he was. It was against like a very average team. Um, how do we get game by game? Um. Okay. Well, you know, this is making for very bad uh, podcasting material. Um. I will get it in a second, but he is, like, the man, the efficiency at which it is done, the way he does things, I I just don't, like, I can't, I don't have words right now. He's, this, the fact that your worst game is completing 71% of your passes, how is that bad? Like I would be ecstatic if I was a quarterback that did that. He just had a he had a rough week. What can the seventy-one percent was against Utah State. Well, that's got to be what second first first second game of the season, right? Um, Utah no, State. it was fifth. Fifth but, game. Let me give you let me give you his completion percentage. Was he hurt by a game bit this year? What's I don't going know. On? 85, 79, 87, 73, 
71, 87, 78, 76, 79, 76, 82. <laughs> How? He's so good. He's just, he's completing 78.9. These are against, against Bama SEC defenses. defenses. Against Bama, 70, 70. Nine and a half percent against Auburn, seventy-six percent against Mississippi, against Ole Miss, seventy-six against uh, against Texas, seventy-nine against Florida, one of the best defenses in the country. Typically, like, they've had some weird games this year where they haven't looked. Eighty-seven and a half against Florida. What? Like, what are you doing? Twenty-one like- for twenty-four, no picks. He is just a monster. I love Joe Burrow. I'm going to start doing, like, fun facts about Joe. Did you know at one time in Ohio State's quarterback room, they had JT Barrett, Cardale Jones, uh, Joe Burrow, and Braxton Miller? I think. That's the four. What year was that? that No, 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 no. Wait. What? There was it was four guys that it was just like they were all on the same team like what, and it was JT Barrett Burrow, uh, maybe it was Haskins and uh, Jones. That's like whoa. Any four of those guys can go like, like they'll win you some football games. Like they they'll start anywhere, but like, I mean I'll take any of those guys for OU. Please give me them. I'll trade you my quarterback. Please. You just hate Jalen Hurts and it's wrong. I don't it's hate just Jalen wrong. Hurts. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's so, a really good running back. Okay, whatever. But the quarterback? Topic, no. You're the worst. On the topic of Ohio State, Chase Young was back. And he showed out against Penn State. OSC was finally tested. Ohio State was finally tested. Chase Young passed another test like the dude he's a freak honestly i would take three, him first overall if i was the Bengals, not burrow three sacks four tackles for loss okay i okay and your take right there of course i'm taking a, a, a defensive player over joe burrow because you're often aj green is the only guy i guess you have mixon you have mixon and aj green but is there, AJ do, Green's do you have a all line year. i don't know i just think chase young is so generation like you, a guy like Chase Young, like even the Bosa brothers aren't as good as Chase Young was, and you see what they're doing in the NFL, they're both in conversation for like defensive player of the year. Or at least Nick is. I don't, Joey, not so much. But they were both really good guys. Like, they're great. Incredible talents. And Chase Young is by far and away better than them. He is a monster. He wrecks games by himself, and it's so rare that the, I think the last college player we saw wreck games by himself on defense might have been Jadavion Clowney. I might be missing someone since then, but I think to genuinely wreck an entire game, change the game in a way typically only quarterbacks and skill position players can, I feel like was Jadavion Clowney. Imagine being the running back, knowing it's your job to stop Chase Young from just imagine being a right tackle. Just and you line up against Chase Young. <laughs> it's just at every play. Oh he's God. just staring you in the face, and you're like, "Oh!" And he Chase he says, probably just looks at you, smirks, and he's just like, "I'm gonna run past you. I don't even have to do a rush move." Like and you I, just go, "Okay." And you just you just accept defeat, and you can go back to the sideline. And your coach will be like, "Like be better." Like, dude, do you, you go block the six foot <laughs> six freak? You go block the six foot we'll six freak. We'll take away. We'll, we'll take away. We'll we'll put a. Lock up one of his knees, and he'll still beat you. He could, like, play with one hand and one arm. 
He could Shaquem Griffin. That's what I was going to say. He's just Shaquem Griffin, you. And he would... He'll still get sacks and tackle for losses. He's so good. But Ohio State was finally tested. Like, there were a little bit of uh, ups and downs in that Penn State game. First game, they didn't win by 20-plus points. We were both wrong on that. Um, It started very one-sided. Sean Clifford got hurt, though, and... Penn State's quarterback came in. He was really a runner. He couldn't throw the ball well at their backup. Um, and it was – he was gutsy. Like, you give him that. But that game was – Ohio State, it got closer, but they were going to win the whole time. Um, they had bad – it was a bad third quarter. It was a bad third quarter. The only – other than that, though, it was perfect other than the third quarter. Yeah, they're, they're, they're set. Uh, they welcome Michigan into town this week. Whoa, and, I'm so worried. No, no, no. Actually, it's at the big house. So worried. Oh, I think Michigan. it's going to be better than you think. Okay? Michigan is... Look, they're, they're not Ohio State, but they've been scoring a lot of points recently. However, I do think that Ohio State's defense is going to expose that pretty subpar Michigan offensive line. No, just send one guy out there and you're fine. Just send Chase Young and you're fine. Don't worry about anybody else. Wait, do you think a line, like five-man line, could stop Chase Young from getting a sack an entire game? Do you think he could get, like... Like, do you if think they just line up? It's just, just Chase Young. Drop, drop back ten guys and just Chase Young. <laughs> but do you think that... I, I think that Chase Young would be able to get a sack. I think he no, could like I no. Can't. I think he really could just like bull rush a guy and just knock over like the center and then just like get through and barely like he could. I think he could. No, he's no so way. good. They double team and he just runs by both of them. That's fine. You can he can get past two guys, but five guys. I'm not. I'm saying like literally every single play. Like you give him an entire game. I think one time in there he could do it. Uh, he's I Chase Young. Know. I don't know. That's a stretch. You're really pushing it. But think about it. If there's 50 plays and he gets through once. I feel like the line would figure out a way to stop him within like two seconds of the ball being snapped every time. Like they would just like find a way like to they, knock him I down. I feel like one time is not like. I guess may- if you drop back 10 guys. Coverage sacks. <laughs> but Maybe. I think uh, no. I think if he's gonna get a sack, it's not gonna be because of the line like he like they get tired or whatever. Like because of the coverage sack, it would definitely be he bull rushes somebody, knocks him over, he gets to the backfield. I think. But yeah, I mean, you could double cover every receiver. Be you got dropping ten guys. That's a lot of guys. Actually, put ten D backs out there. No, you don't put ten D backs because you still have to stop the run. Oh, that's true. You you have three linebackers. Chase Young, couple safeties. Actually, no, throw out a bunch of safeties because safeties can come stop the run too. Well, I don't, I don't know. I think you run you run four safeties. Then they're just linebackers, Stewart. Four if safeties, they're just playing two linebackers, closer to the, the line. rest D backs. That's four, four, and two. You run a four, four, two offense. Two, two, four, four. Two linebacker. No. Yeah. Dude, you're one, just two, you're four, just four. just stop. One, two, eight. Your brain is thinking too hard right now. <laughs> one two eight. That's your that's your that's your setup. One guy, one D line, two linebackers, just, just eight guys covering. Your your brain is working too hard right now. Just give it a little break. Uh, we'll get in that Ohio State Michigan game in a sec, but I want to talk about what happened this week. First, um, Oregon lost. OU's life for the playoff was just. Breathed anew. We were really rooting for those Arizona teams. Arizona was about to be our savior when we were just like, all right, Arizona State won. 
Mm-hmm. How can Arizona pull it off? And of course, no, they didn't. But oh yeah, well, so we're rooting for him. We're rooting for the state of Arizona. It doesn't matter. I still think Oregon will probably beat Utah, especially now that they lost. They I have to like kind of refocus again, and I just think that's more beneficial. I just I got Oregon winning Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty good. Um. Yeah, not much to say about that game other than Ed, Oregon lost the playoff hopes, but I think they'll spoil Utah's pretty soon. So, uh, Texas. Oh, those darn Longhorns. They just, they. <laughs> so Texas cute is sometimes. What can I say? Texas is since, back. Since Sam Ellinger said, say it with me. Everyone listening, if you're listening, you know what we're about to say. Stuart, we're going to say it in three Dude, you're not. You gotta look into them. Okay, Stuart, we're doing this. Okay, we're gonna uh, say that, it. That, that, that. Are you playing the audio clip? Is that oh, what you're doing? Audio clip. No, dude, come on, say it with me. Say it with me. I know it. You're ready. I'm trying to think. We're ready. Gonna ready. Say. Ready. What? One, two, three. We're back. Since Sam, you didn't say it with me. I'm. I. I hate you. <laughs> Anyways, since Sam Ellinger said that, Texas is six and five. Now I know their record this year is six and five. I just like to use that as a marker for when things went bad. I mean, six and five since we're bad. Since since things been went bad, things have been bad. Well, things for a have long been time. bad. Things have always been bad. It's Texas. Things it's, are bad. It's this is this is good year for Texas. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, come on. Uh, those Longhorns. Those rascals, they just tease you. They were preseason top 10. Just take a moment to laugh at AP poll voters. You guys are idiots. Associated Press. Hell, causing stress in our lives since whenever they started Dude, voting on Dude, what is the AP poll? Like, it doesn't even matter at this point. Like, it's not real. Like, the college football playoff is the only thing. Like, why, why does the AP poll exist? They got, Someone's got to entertain us. They got to stay relevant. Yeah, I guess. All right games this week it's rivalry week i want to start it off with obviously this game means nothing but my favorite rivalry game name i think i've talked about this before in all of sports is georgia tech georgia yes good old-fashioned hate that is just mm. if you told me we're gonna go to good old-fashioned hate i'd be like oh yeah <laughs> tell me more like where, where can I, where can i attend such a place <laughs> like that that is just awesome. Now, too bad the game will be like fifty to nothing. Who, who you got? Who you got this year? Who you got? I, I'm. <laughs> close you know one. Give me Tech. <laughs> I'll take Tech in a nail biter. Um, what if Tech wins? That would be really funny. Um, I would love it. I would love it. Just what utter chaos? That would just destroy everything. The CFP poll, like like that would be utter chaos. Utter chaos. Um, wow. Did you see that catch? I just, that's by Tennessee. Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Dude, let's not talk about Tennessee. Let's not talk about Missouri. Okay? <laughs> let's just not talk about Missouri. I don't want to get Tennessee. sad. Um, Ohio State versus Michigan. Typically one of the marquee games of rivalry week. The game, as it's known. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to X out all our M's. You know, all that good stuff. Uh, what do you think? We've talked about it a little bit, but I mean... We'll get. We'll pick it in a second. Harbaugh can't beat Ohio State. He's tried many times and he's failed every single one. What makes this year different? Because Ohio State's better than usual. Like the only difference between if they had Ezekiel Elliott now, they'd be better than they had when they had Ezekiel Elliott then. So all they're missing, I mean, 
Zeke Elliott, but like, what was that was the worst? Like, take what? Like, I don't know. Uh, other than that, you know, like Jim Harbaugh is not going to beat this team. This team's too good. I don't, I don't think they're going to win, but I think it's going to be closer no. than you think it's going to be. No, no. What is Michigan's what's been close? a lot better since the two second. Scores? Two scores. Maybe it. I think it'll be similar to the Penn State differential. That was not even. That was like. I guess it's a close game, but not really. Two do you scores, definitely think it's going to be a blowout? Two no. Two scores is a comfortable win, but like, do you? What, what do you close. think? What do you think? The score like well, we'll we'll say that for pick, but I I think I think it's going to be closer than you think it'll be. Forty five twenty eight. Okay, we'll we'll save that for later. <laughs> um, Iron Bowl. Uh. Two yeah, is not playing. It's interesting this so year. So it's much more interesting because two is not playing. But, but, do you think that Auburn has a chance now? Because like before, it was like Auburn's not gonna win. Bo knows. Bo knows. Bo knows. Bo doesn't know. Are you kidding? No. Bo doesn't. He's gonna know. be really good in two years. He'll be good, but you know, right at the moment, I have Alabama winning this game. You're betting on Mac Jones. Well, the last time that Auburn won was on the return kick, right? Was that it? I think so. Yeah. So it's going to take a miracle, no. as we were telling yes. you. No, 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 no. They won. I can't remember. Like, they I just won. I'll be in once every year. That's what no, I see. No, because it. they played in the SEC championship against Georgia the year that they lost to UCF in the Peach Bowl. That wasn't that long ago. They really won? What? They beat Alabama that year because Duh. they went, represented the SEC West in the SEC championship. Right. And we were like, is Alabama going to get in? And they did. Not, and they won the Natty, right? Because yeah. they were the fourth team. But yeah. Who did they beat that year? In the Natty? Was it? Georgia. They came back. Tua came why in. Why am I totally missing? Why is that? Why did I blank that that year? Mm. Yeah, cause yeah, cause we lost. They lost to Auburn that year. It was their one loss. And, and well, we were like, okay, two SEC teams. That's that kind was Jalen Hurts' first regular season loss. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is this a gap so in my it, memory? Gosh, you disappoint me sometimes. I don't know what this. I really, this is like an iffy thing because I don't think we've seen Mac Jones really have to play football. But Arkansas, like that's not really a big game. I could play Arkansas. Quarterback for Wait, if I, was playing, I was a quarterback for Alabama, <laughs> if we played like Arkansas, hand it off. And if we played Arkansas, I was a quarterback for Alabama. I think we'd still win. Yeah, no, Alabama still wins. You just hand the ball off. Like, what yeah. are they gonna do? What is? Are they gonna sack you? No. Yeah, I I would take our Alabama. Yeah, put me in your center, coach Nick. If you're listening, I'm ready. I got you. Next time you play Arkansas, hit me up. Next time two against hurt. I'll get in shotgun, and I will be the most glorious. Wisconsin quarterback ever. My my specialty will be the handoff. My hard count? I've been working on my it. My hard count is good. <laughs> on two. Ready break? <laughs> okay. Um pull out some NCAA hard counts. Yeah. So uh, you do the like the little screen move. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh Wisconsin, Minnesota this week. Winner takes home the Big Ten West crown and the right to lose to Ohio State and Indianapolis. Uh, how do you see? That? I think, I you're a little you're a little guy who likes to row himself a boat a little bit. You you like you like Minnesota. I I like the team. I like the story. But do you, I like. But them. do you like them this week? Do you think they beat Jonathan Taylor? 
I want to say I want to say Minnesota wins, but something in my heart just says no, they're not. Quit kidding yourself. Wisconsin's just that's just a bigger, better team. They're just gonna take it to them. But I don't know. I really don't know, man. I I, I love think... Minnesota though. <laughs> I love them. I love. Them. I want. Them to, I want them to win this game so bad. I want them I, to win. I actually think Minnesota's gonna win this game. I really do. I think Wisconsin has been a little overhyped slightly, and uh, the winner of this game will be the the Golden Gophers. It'll be a good game to watch. It's interesting. I don't know who's gonna win. Either team could win. I could see both teams winning. Both teams winning. But thank you for that analysis. Yeah, someone's gotta win, right? This isn't the NFL. <laughs> That's a fair shot at the NFL. Nobody likes ties. Okay. What ties? What other sport is there a tie? All Euro- the good sports. Europeans, there's no ties. Europeans tie. All the good sports. There's no ties. Don't rag on soccer. Don't rag on soccer. I'm sorry. What's more glorious than a shootout or continuous overtime in the playoffs in hockey? Nothing. That is uh, the best overtime ever. Penalty shootout World Cup final. That is glorious. Nothing. Penalty shootout Champions League final. Glorious. The best overtime I can I can ever think of. It was two years ago. It was Pittsburgh versus Ottawa, in the, and it went to triple continuous overtime. It was glorious. I don't like either team. Like I don't care about the Senators. I don't care about the Penguins. Such a good, like just the best overtime I've ever seen in my life in any sport. I'm not saying there's no argument. Hockey has the best overtime. That is a fact. But if you think soccer's overtime is bad, you're lying to yourself. I just don't like soccer. Yeah, so. and that's just a problem. Um, LSU A&M is this week. It's not a rivalry, but I just want to talk about last Can year's game. Can we get 70 points? <laughs> I just want to talk about last year's game. That was awesome. Like, take me back. I was just like, so confused. take me home country roads. Take me back to that game. How many overtimes did I go to? Six? Six. I yeah. just remember, like, okay, all right, someone's going to lose now because you can't get field goals, right? You're going to go for two overtime. Someone's going to lose. Nope. No. Nope. They just kept going and going and going and going. I was like, who's going to win? And then A&M won. I was like, okay, okay. You're, you're probably wondering why I just got this surreal, energetic feeling across my face. That was the last time Joe Burrow lost a football game. Really? Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. It's a pat setter, too. Or a stat patter. Pat setter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please forgive him. Um, gonna, no, to go walk out the door and you know, <laughs> come back. I, Joe Burrow hasn't lost a football game since he played Texas A&M. I just want to say that uh, Joe Burrow's the man. Love him. So I'll tell you what, when you uh, when you p- score seventy points, can't blame the quarterback. Yeah, it, no, it was definitely the LSU defense's fault that they lost that game. Thank you for. What do you? I don't know. I'm. You're struggling right now. It's getting late, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're recording at eleven o'clock. It's past here. It's bedtime. He's we struggling. Struggling. Right we know He's we struggling. We usually finish up around ten fifteen. It, we're. This is. You know. We got an extra long marathon episode, but this is. I mean, this is the episode our podcast was made for. You know, it's Bedlam week. It's all here. Rivalry week. Saturdays oh. on the prairie. Yeah. I mean, here it's here. All right. I think that kind of finished up our rest of the country talk. Um, let's do our weekly picks and we'll wrap it up. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Bedlam line. We got Ryan's prediction. Uh, we got the line at minus 13 and a half for OU. The over under is 69 and a half. What's your call, sir? Uh, do you want me to go first? Or go ahead. I'm going to go under and OSU plus 13 and a half. I got the same thing. Okay. Uh, oh, he's not gonna run away with any game for the rest of the year. If they, if we win a game, it's gonna be within a score. <laughs> okay, Iron Bowl, Alabama minus three over under 
50. 50? 50. That's really tough because I could definitely see are both it. so bad. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I don't see any team scoring over 24 points, so I got to go under. Really? Uh, okay. Uh, no, not a t- uh, 24 or 21 is my prediction. Mm-hmm. All so, right. It's at Jordan Hare. It's at Jordan Hare, just so you know. 24 Auburn 20. has the female. Uh, the female. What? The fee. Auburn's field. got the females. <laughs> Auburn's got the home field advantage. Well, I just had a steer moment. Um, I like Auburn plus three. I think they're gonna. I think Alabama wins by one, and I like over fifty. Well, so I obviously have Alabama because my score prediction is twenty four twenty one. Well, that would be a push. Oh, sorry, that's a push. Whatever. So, you have to pick over. You have to pick Alabama or Auburn. You got that's the rules of this game. Okay, then I have I have Alabama. Just Minus three. You got Alabama. All right, and we've got the game. Ohio State, Michigan. The line is Ohio State minus nine. Um, Ohio State. I got them covering, and then I got the over. Okay. I will. Do the same. I'm going to go with Ohio State minus nine as well, and I will take the over as well. What did I call it? 45-28? Yeah, I think that's what you said. 45-28? I can well I, over 50. I can live with that. I could also see it being, you know, like the, this. it's 28, I think, is you're maxing out Michigan's offense there. Uh, I'm going to go with 38-27 for my final score for that game. I can see that. I'm not I, – I don't <laughs> – I really hope that Ohio State scores a lot of points. I think a lot of like Michigan's lot points, points will be scored in garbage time, though. Um, so, I think that's all for this week. If you, you stuck it out with us, good on you. It's been a long episode. Stuart, how long has it been? Hour and almost 20 minutes. Wow. So, we we did a lot longer. We're usually in the 50-minute segment. So, we, we went 30 minutes over. Uh, that's – but I hope it was worth it. You know, this is the week for us. So, uh, we'll see it. We'll – We'll, of course, have that uh, Bedlam breakdown coming for you. We're going to the game. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you. Um, It's going to be fun. One of us will be really sad. It'll probably be me, but we'll have to live with it. (laughs) I really hope it's you. I really don't. I don't need... Hmm. All right. We'll talk to you guys when uh, we know who will be the sad one. See ya. Bye-bye.